0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: Chicago Bears fans, welcome to my podcast. This is T-Formation Conversation. And I got some big news because T-Formation Conversation is now part of the Vox Media Podcast Network. So that means that you're going to get all of our Windy City Gridiron podcast on one channel. It makes it easier for you guys to find. My name is Lester A. Wildfong Jr. I am the editor in chief of the aforementioned Windy City Gridiron. And you can follow the entire WCG crew on the Twitter at WSC Gridiron. And please give me a follow as well. You can find me at Wildfong JR. So let's get down to business. The Bears just finished their bye week. And their lead in the NFC North grew thanks to the Lions knocking off the Packers. I was actually rooting for a tie, but, you know, it is what it is. We'll take the, 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 the Lions' win there. The Lions still in, in fourth place. Uh, the Vikings did win, though. So the three teams behind the Bears, um, that's kind of fun to say, three teams behind the Bears, but they're all bunched up. Um, I, I do still think this is going to be a really tough division to win, uh, but with the Bears at 3-1, and one, you know, they are in a driver's seat on the young season. Uh, that's also fun to say, too. It hasn't happened in a while. Uh, but since the bye came at the quarter point of the season, I wanted to assess where this team is so far here. Um, while I was expecting a better 2018 out of the Bears defense uh, before the year started, the addition of Khalil Mack has taken uh, th- this whole thing to a, to, a, to a new level. You know, him being on the field... Um, it just makes everyone else's job easier. He's drawn double teams. We've seen him draw triple teams. You know, he makes it kind of a, a pick-your-poison situation uh, because on the inside you got Akeem Hicks, who who he needs to double-team sometimes as well. Akeem Hicks is one of the better interior pass rushers in the entire NFL. But sticking on the D-line here, look at the emergence of Roy Robertson Harris. You know, he has one of the, one and a half sacks on the year. Uh, he, ha- he has five quarterbacks hits. Uh, he has really solidified that D-line. You know, he's not starting... Um but him in on passing situations which is quite a bit in this today's NFL, you know, he's really helped out that defense quite a bit. Uh, you know, Hicks and Nose Guard, Eddie Goldman, uh playing at a high level, are kind of givens, you know, I think we all expected that. But with R R H stepping up his game, it really helps the Bears defense. And I mentioned he's not starting, the reason is because Jonathan Bullard still is the starter at the other five tech defensive end. And I look at Bullard like this. He is what he is. This is what he's going to be. It looks like, you know, he's been in the league a few years now. And, and honestly, if this is the best bowler he's going to be, and that is a solid rotational player on a defensive line, there's nothing wrong with that. I know we, we, as fans, we always want to look at guys, and you know, a lot of us think if he's not going to be a superstar or a Pro Bowler, he's he's a bust. But come on, this guy is is playing. He's getting he's getting a, a, a meaningful reps. You know, he's solid against the run. He he is a big reason why the Bears are only allowing 64 yards a game on the, on the ground. So, you know, he's playing pretty good. Uh but but you got to look at rookie Bilal Nichols. He has flashed in his limited time that he's been on the field. He's versatile. Uh he has the ability to play anywhere along the defensive front um from 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 5 tech, you know, to nose guard when the Bears are in their sub packages, he's playing a little 3 tech as well. So, you know, I think with Nichols, he's just scratched the potential of what he can be. Uh, great first step quickness, he's strong at the point of attack, and we've seen him show, you know, really good hands in, in his limited time as well. You know, let's go back up to the linebackers now and and check this out. Please get off Leonard Floyd's back. Leonard Floyd, he doesn't have any sacks, but he has played the first few games of the year with a club on his hand. You know, he he has one hand. He can't grab, he can't pull. That limits him. Um the last game he played, he had a modified cast. But still, let's see how he plays when he has use of both of his limbs. You know, I think his his, his pressures will go up. I think he's going to start getting to the quarterback for a few sacks for the year is over. He's not going to get shut out all year long. Uh, but, but what he brings to the Bears is versatility. You know, Leonard Floyd, uh, he may never be a double-digit sack guy. I know that hurts um, because he was a first-round pick. But in my opinion, he's a good football player, and he's a chess piece for defensive coordinator Vic Fangio. Uh, he can drop in coverage. Um, I think this year he's been playing really good against the run. Um, it seems like a lot of his pass rushes also, he's not really – he's kind of worried more about contain, and, and that's probably uh, by design, um, but or also maybe because he doesn't have use of both limbs. So we'll see what happens as the year goes on with what how the Bears use him. Uh, staying at the linebackers, rookie Roquan Smith has really settled into a nice role you know, his speed pops when you watch the film. His speed is evident. Uh, he's second on the team in tackles behind Danny Trevathan, who has looked really good thus far. And his, his, ta- his 24 tackles is leads the team actually. And Trevathan also has two sacks, a pick, a fumble recovery, a forced fumble. Here's the thing about Trevathan. I, I know when the Bears drafted Roquan Smith, people are starting to look in the future and they feel, okay, this is the guy who's going to replace Trevathan. Um, but, you know what, if Trayton's playing well, I see no reason why he shouldn't play out the duration of his contract. You know, there's no point in cutting him unless you really need that money. And, and with, with Mitch, Mitchell Trubisky on his rookie deal, I think money's not going to be an issue here for for a few years. So let's let this thing play out. Let's let Danny Trayton, who is a, a, a leader on this team, a leader on this defense, let him play. And let's see what happens if these guys grow together. You know, I tweeted about this last week, but, but how about Aaron Lynch, an outside linebacker? A lot of people wanted him cut before the season started. Um, people thought he was, wasn't going to make the 53-man uh, the 50, roster. But I looked at it like this. He has a body of work. You know, he was good when he was healthy in, in San Fran. Um, the Bears invested in him. It wasn't a lot of money, but they invested in him. They rehabbed him. They, they kept him around all through camp uh, through his, his hamstring issues because they knew that if he's healthy, he'll give him something off the edge, and that's what he's done so far. Uh, let's kick back to the secondary. Um, you know the, the Bears' DBs has five of their team's eight interceptions, which is second in the league, by the way. Um, and, and while some people are complaining about the play from the secondary, um, opposing quarterbacks are only at an 82.1 pass rating against them, which is eighth lowest in the NFL, last I checked. May have tweaked a little bit since the, uh, the games on Sunday. But, but Eddie Jackson, uh, free safety, leads the Bears with two interceptions, and he's looking every bit like a future pro bowler right now. Um, and let's talk about undrafted free agent Kevin Tolliver for a second. He was forced into action with Prince Mukamar out, and the Bears have the luxury of kind of developing him as a rookie starter because the front seven is just so ferocious right now. You know he'll be back on the bench once once uh, they get they get Prince back. Um, but these reps that he's getting now, whether it's whether it's over or whether he gets to play one more week, these are valuable reps for a young player. Get some stuff. Good on film for him so we can evaluate what he's doing. And I think he has the skills to be a a, a long-term guy. He may never be a a top-flight starter, but when you watch him play, you watch his college tape, you understand why the Bears kept him around on the 53-man roster. And now, before we get over to the offense, let's talk about Cody Parkey for a minute. You know, what a key addition this year after having a few bad years of of horrible place-kicking in Chicago. This year, Cody Parkey is nine for 10 on field goals, and he has made all 12 extra points. And, and I think just watching the games this last Sunday, seeing the importance of the kicker, um, we've seen the Vikings, we've seen the Packers kind of miss some kicks. Uh, and then we've seen, of course, we've seen a, a big kick to win the game, uh, with the Browns and with the Panthers. So, you know, these guys are football players too. And and, what, and for what it's worth, you know, pro football focus, you know, they do have the Bears special teams rated as the best in the NFL. So, kind of get, harkens back to the Levy Smith days here at defense special teams. But the one thing different about the lovey Smith years is the Bears' offense has a lot of potential here. Uh, You know, this is where the majority of the offseason energy was spent uh, for the Bears. Ryan Pace went all in on the offense. Um And maybe the offense turned a corner last time out against the Buccaneers. You know, they put up a ton of points. You know, uh, the quarterback, Mitch Trisky, went off. Uh, and as I recently wrote at WCG, even though he went off, it's still far too early to tell. tell if he's going to be definitely the franchise guy or not that the Bears want him to be. He looks the part. uh, He acts the part. It's possible. But only 16 games in is too early to start. It's a great foundation, um, but this season is still going to be a learning experience for him, a new scheme, uh, uh, brand-new playmakers all around him. So patience from fans and from from everyone is still needed for Mitch Trubisky in this offense. But with that being said, the arrow is pointing up. Um, I think Trubisky's pocket presence has improved each week. Uh, he's playing smart with the ball. Uh, as he gets uh, comfortable, we should see improved play out of him, and I, I'm enjoying watching the Bears uh, develop him because, like I said, it's, it's been a while since we've seen this kind of quarterback play in, in, in Chicago. Young quarterback with potential, that's exciting. Uh, but a big key to him developing is keeping him upright. He's one of the least uh, hit quarterbacks in the game. Uh, the Bears' pass protection has really been money all season long. Um, again, pro football focus has the Bears' O-line is allowing the fewest pressures in the season. Uh, that's not going to change with them being on a bye. So good news there. And the old line hasn't been great in opening running lanes so far, but they haven't been bad. I mean, they're, they're about average. You know, they're still over, uh, four yards of carry. Uh, the numbers should go up as the offense as a whole starts clicking. And again, we expected it to be a a work in progress. Uh, things aren't clicking, you know, all around. It's coming though. It's coming. Um, Chicago's three top receivers have all looked pretty good so far. We haven't seen a huge breakout game from Allen Robinson yet. I think he had a 10-catch game a few weeks ago, 80-some uh, 80, 80 yards. He has a couple touchdowns in a year. Um, but him and Trubisky have been just off on a few big plays. Again, it's going to come. Uh, they just need to work together a little more. Um, but then you look at the other receiver, uh, 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 Taylor Gabriel. He has flashed some big play ability. Um, he's kind of moving all around the offense. And then you look at the third guy, Anthony Miller, who has been injured. Uh, but when he's in there, he gives the Bear something. And he says he'll be back this week for the Dolphins game. Uh, tight end Trey Burton, you know, he, he's been solid so far. Uh, he is what he's been advertised. He's not the greatest of blockers. Uh, but as a chess piece, moving around that offense, you know, he's lining up all over the place, lining up in the backfield, he's landing up on the wing, he's lining up split out wide, he's lining up as an inline tight end. Uh, he gives the offense a different dimension. But I think we'll see the best of Trey Burton once Adam Shaheen comes back, uh, which should be week nine. You know, Shaheen will let the Bears do more of the double tight end stuff we saw them do during camp because right now they're doing it, but it's not effective because I hate to say this, but Deion Sims has not been good at all. You know, I, man, I had high hopes for Deion Sims when they, when they, when they signed him a couple years ago. Uh, you know, he, he's a, he's a physical player. Uh, he, he's a pretty good athlete. You know, in, in Miami, he showed pretty good hands. He just didn't have a lot of opportunities, but last year he was kind of in the, in a goofy offense with John Fox style Loggins. This year, I thought with a, a more competent play call, a more competent offensive scheme, we would see Deion Sims be a, a, a value to this team. They kept him around for a reason, so obviously they, they see some value there, but it has not translated on the field, and that's disappointing because, you know, he should be able to give them more. Even the run game, his, his run blocking has not been where it should be. I don't know if he's just struggling picking up the new scheme or what. But we have not seen much out of Deion Sims so far. But Adam Shaheen, he should be back soon. Uh, he's gonna give the, like I said, give them the, the more double tight end stuff we saw during camp. And plus, man, that, that big six foot six frame, 270 pounds, another red zone, red zone threat for defenses to worry about. And, and that's huge when, when you get down there close to the goal line. Uh, and then we'll, we'll wrap it up here with the, uh, with the running backs. You know, Jordan Howard was not happy after the last game. Um, he didn't get a lot of carries, especially in the, in the end of the game when when you know the Bears should have been icing it. He He's getting a lot of carries, and when he did get carries, he wasn't there wasn't holes open for him. Here's the thing: he's not having the type of start I expect out of him. But as a receiver out of the backfield, he has yet to have a drop, which is obviously a, a good thing for him. Plus, like I said the, earlier, the run game it'll improve as the offense settles in. Uh, you know, Jordan Howard's just too good a runner not to get in track at some point. You know, the first three weeks. I think defense is really, really focused on Howard. So against Tampa Bay, I think head coach Matt Nagy came out with a, a game plan to kind of feature uh, the backup tailback Tariq Cohen uh, against the Bucks, and it worked. I mean, he had a great game. Uh, I think he went over, went over uh, 100 yards as a receiver. Um, I think he averaged over five yards a carry on the ground. I think he had 12 carries, too. He led the Bears in rushing. So that was the game plan. So I think as teams start to respect the passing game a little bit more, and I think that's coming, I think we'll see Jordan Howard find a little more room to run, um, and that's all he needs. He, he's a classic one-cut-and-go runner. He's not going to dance with you. He's not going to try and juke you. He's going to see the crease. He's going to put his foot in the dirt, and he's going to make that one cut, and he's going to get upfield. I, I have zero concerns about Jordan Howard getting going as the season goes on, But, but let's go back to Cohen, man. He was used all over the field last week, and between him and Taylor Gabriel... You know, head coach Matt Nagy has two players that are matchup nightmares for D coordinators. You know, I am so excited to see this offense grow. I'm so excited to see this defense continue to dominate. It has been a long time coming for Bears fans, but this rebuild is over. Enjoy it. And, you know, that's my time. You know, that's wrapped for the new and rebranded T-Formation Conversation. Thanks so much for listening. Give me a follow on Twitter at Jr. And one more thing, make sure you subscribe to T-Formation Conversation by subscribing to the Windy City Gridiron podcast channel. Check it out. We are on iTunes. We are on Google Podcasts. We are on Spotify. We are on Stitcher. And we are on ARC19. I have no idea what Stitcher or ARC19 even is, but we're on it. So subscribe wherever you got to subscribe. You guys do that. Like I said, you're not only going to get my show, but all the other bear centric shows we have on our channel. Andrew Link, Robert Zaglinski for now. I know they're looking to add some more as well. So until next time. Stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out. And if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart.
0: From data privacy to the future of TV, retail media, and beyond, the world of digital marketing is constantly in flux. So how can you keep up? Well, The Current Report is there for you. Each week, marketing leaders on the cutting edge give you the latest insight. So if it's creating a buzz, they'll be talking about it. Subscribe to The Current Report wherever you get your podcasts.